Hello everyone and welcome to Golden Walkman Magazine. My name is David G. Walker, the editor, and I am bringing you the second issue of June 2020, and it is poetry. Uh, we have two wonderful pieces for you, two poems, uh, one by Jenny Irish and the other one by Ricky Garney. Um, these poems, um, I, I believe, are, are very different, uh, very different, but I actually feel um, that the, the, uh, the soul, I don't know if this makes sense, but the soul or the energy of the speakers in the poems, um, are, they, they share a kinship. Um, and I don't know how to put my finger on it. Um, maybe it's just this kind of punk rock attitude. I'm not sure, but, uh, that's just this sort of uh, through line I kind of see between these poems. But, but anyway, I, I'll let you decide for yourself. Um, so I actually did something a little different this time. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of toying with the format again. Uh, I always want to try to do new things. So um, previously we used to do uh, appendix issues um, for, for our regular issues, which was basically just like a preview of what was to come next. Um, I've decided that I want to revisit that sort of uh, thing, but instead of it being a preview, um, I, I wanted to sort of take the analysis that I usually have the writers um, record and transfer it to the appendix because I, I believe some people maybe don't want to have that analysis. Maybe some people just want to experience uh, the work itself. So. Um, it's up to you. If you want to hear the, uh, the, the writer's um, sort of thought process uh, or insight into their, their own work, uh, go to the appendix and, and see uh, what, you, what you got. So it's, it's up to you. I, I decided to give you that option. Um, so yes, this is just the work. Uh, if you really enjoy the, um, the insight from the writer, go to the appendix. Okay, uh, that's it. Other than that, let's let's hear it. First, you're going to hear from Jenny Irish, and then you're going to hear from Ricky Garney. So let's get to it. Hope you enjoy it. Mothers. At the age that I am now, my mother had already had all the children she ever would, more than she'd ever wanted. In college, I worked with children at a private school that brought in dancers, drummers, and a man in costume jodhpurs, khaki vest, and pith helmet. He carried with him two canvas sacks, one full of baby alligators, their slender jaws bound with black electrical tape, the other heavy with a docile python dozing looped and looped upon herself inside. The children were deposited in the mornings by lean, late-teen girls with watercolor eyes and dishwater hair. Many of them were German, part of an exchange program. They released the small hands of small boys and pointed toward wooden chests of brightly colored wooden cars, whispering, auto, auto. And as a child would step away, a girl would step away, one moving forward, the other back, a steady, mutual separation. The mothers sometimes came in the afternoons in slim-cut suits and calf-straining heels, hair styled and silver shot. Science had intervened on their behalves, and their babies came in sets like gag-gift mittens, three to a pair because one's likely to be lost. 
Sometimes the would-be mothers lost a fetus selectively, sometimes at the recommendation of their doctors, sometimes upon request. When you pay, one put it, you want what you pay for. Quality versus quantity. I have a theory that this is a style of life most easily maintained by those who have experienced limited want left unfulfilled. I, that the comparison is poor, will eat all the ice cream set before me, even after my stomach aches, even after I feel the sweetness as a pain in the hinges of my jaw, bought and paid for, all things put to their full use. On a Sunday at sunset, I walked with my mother down a raw new road to look at construction going up, small rock-faced mansions filling a field where we'd once illegally set a calf loose to graze. My mother had a new haircut, an angled bob, and a new boyfriend, the developer who'd bought the field. He told her she looked like a woman painted by Wyeth, and his hobbies involved helicopters. Freshly harvested, he flew hearts, livers, lungs, and the soft spools of intestines from the bodies of just dead children for transplant into the bodies of dying ones. His word, hobby, to describe this work. I tell people, he said, don't call me a hero. And later to my mother, I said, he wants people to call him a hero. And she said, an attitude doesn't alter the outcome of an action. Frost was forming over everything. Fancy marzipan pink in the last lashes of light and the hard new cut of my mother's hair made her face unfamiliar. But she was my mother, so I still knew a question forming by the fine, fine wrinkling around her eyes. She asked what I would do if I found myself pregnant. She was young enough that she might have been. So I drew a finger across my throat, blade-like. That's what I'd do. My favorite ad by Ricky Garney for Golden Walkman magazine. My favorite ad is a photo of a man and woman in love. They're frowning and it is raining. And in the background is the Tour Eiffel. And the street is blurry and it looks like there are some horse droppings on it. And a sanitation worker is grumbling nearby with a big straw broom in his left hand. And he doesn't have a right hand. And his children are dead, and his wife lives in the forest with goats. And late at night, he can hear the howling, and he is bitter with rage and sorrow. And he keeps muttering to himself in the dark streets, Merit, merit. Enjoy the exquisite taste, it says, of Grand Marnier.